God, I've missed you guys. How's it going? I've missed you. It feels like it's been a, it feels like it's been a lifetime. Yeah, how's your mama doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Hello, welcome to Looking for Artists. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Uh, I'm very excited. We've kind of already started. Um, In many ways, we're already connected with this artist in a very special way. And I say very special, and it's kind of cheesy, but it's also kind of serious. So without further ado, and I'll let the guest introduce himself as always, because I think there's something special about hearing the person say their own own name in their own voice. So here we go. Drum roll. Hello, how's everybody doing? Uh, my name is Stephen Davis. Uh, I'm an illustrator, human being, dog owner, you know, all the good stuff. What a great intro. <laughs> I wrote it last night. <laughs> okay, illustrator, human being, dog owner. Yeah. Um, what dog, what kind of dog? I'll, I'll work backwards. What, what kind of dog do you own? Uh, I have have? a Boston Terrier named Bruno. Oh, how long have you had Bruno? Uh, uh, going on 10 years now. Wow. Whoa. So what is, what would you say is your like general rose and thorn or your mountain in your valley of of like having a relationship with a dog. Um, oh, oh my goodness. Hmm. Starting off with the heavy hitters early. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't help it, but it's Bruno. Right. You listed it, so it seems important. Okay, so Mountain would be um, just having someone who is just like always happy to see you, like no matter what. Like earlier today, I stepped out of my house and walked about 50 feet and took out the trash and then walked back. And he was like, Hey, like he was so excited to see me. And I was like, man, I was only gone for like a hot 45. Like (laughs) what's going on? (laughs) You know, like when you're having a bad day and he's just like, it's all good. I still love you. You know, like that's, that's a great feeling. And then, uh, valleys. Hmm. Is he in here? Is he listening? (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, i would have to say he is a like any sort of like short snouted dog uh because of the snout that they have they have to like overcompensate and they take in more air than they need to and so at the end Hmm. of the day that air has to go somewhere so he farts a lot like more than the average dog really yeah whoa that's so interesting yeah 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 huh so really the the valley has nothing to do with like the daily responsibilities of owning a dog or even Bruno's personality. It's just like the physical, his makeup. Yeah. Flatulence. Flatulence. (laughs) Which, which it's funny. The episode right before this, we did open with a lot of discussion about farts. Does that happen a lot on this show? No. It really does. It really does not. All right. But as you said earlier, we're getting into the heavy hitters. So <laughs> I, I think a lot of life is flatulence. Like we, you know, humans, we we kind of just 
we live, we get sick, we get other people sick, we pass gas and we die. Damn. That was profound. Thanks. <laughs> um, so yeah. So then the other one was illustrator human being. Yeah. Is there anything that you think you could maybe like explain about that? Like uh, other than the yeah, the general things we can all agree upon. Okay. Um, well, human being, uh I'll go. I'll I'll answer illustrator first. Um, I would say okay. I I so I'm a professional illustrator about uh ten years in the game, and I currently live in Brooklyn, New York, and uh, I just my main without getting you know like too deep or anything. My main thing about being an illustrator is just telling stories. It's just it's all about the narrative. It's all about um, just however long you're looking at the piece, however long it stays in your head, just telling a little story. Uh, so that's, that's pretty much my goal every time. Uh, being an illustrator. Okay. So that's, I understand that. So what type of like, cause I also like to tell stories, right? Mm -hmm. So, and I, and I, I do it in many different ways, but I think that where I draw from in my, in my, the well of my creative, you know, my depths, I guess my, my creative well, mm -hmm. I, I go to my childhood memories or moments from my past where I remember things feeling so good with yeah. the people yeah. that I was with, that it was like, I, it was like having the awareness that things would not last forever, but it felt as if that moment was not bound by time. Wow. Or even space, you know? So, like, when I go back to telling stories, whether it's through music or through acting or through, like, even if I'm trying to express myself on a skateboard, um, not to get too into it, like, I, I lately I've been obsessed with and pursuing the martial art of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And I, I also right. do that as, like, I can tell, you can tell stories there. Like, there's also a story in my life that, uh, you know, my story of my life really has changed because of all those things. So it's like, that's, those are the stories I kind of like to tell. Like, in other words, some artists like to tell other people's stories. I like to tell my own specifically. I like to draw from the stories from my own life. So Steven, what type of Steven, the illustrator, what type of stories do you um, like to tell? Or maybe even like if you, if you feel yourself being drawn to tell specific stories, do you have any? Um, so I like, I'm a big fan of mythology. Uh, so I try and I, my favorite part about mythology is like the use of metaphors. Like really all mythology is, is sort of like an exaggerated version of life where like usually the fantastic element is some metaphor for, you know, whether it's life, death, marriage, uh, you know, crops failing, whatever it is. The fan the the fantasy element takes on that role, and I I don't know I've just always been in love with that notion. So I like telling those stories, whether it's like hmm. overcoming you know fear to like go on a job interview, but instead of like you know going on a job interview, it's a quest. You know, like like right. kind of like stretching things to make them a little bit more dynamic. That's the kind of story I like telling. You know what? That's really, really cool. Oh, That's very, yeah. very fascinating. Thanks. I mean, yeah. And, and I mean, now looking back on the thing that you did with Brittany, 
Exactly. Yeah, I'm like, oh, right, because be- she's talking about something that's very approachable. Yeah, but but mixed with the art and the pre and how she's presenting it and how you're helping her present it, and even in in honestly, even the ways in which you're presenting your art, it you, it becomes something transformative, and and that's what I think is really cool about what you're saying you're you're trying to achieve in your art which is taking the daily and transforming it into something that is that is stretched yeah and you you can almost see all the colors and and in seeing all the colors you can you can bring some back you know and i don't know there i saw this quote um earlier today about like how you don't need to like some people say that we're not we're kind of bound to a few dimensions and it it hinders us or inhibits us from seeing the transcendental, but the transcendental is actually all around us, and you just have to you know have the eyes to see it or be you know tuned into a certain frequency. And what I think is really cool about your art is that you're almost providing um, like a channel, a doorway into that frequency where people can take things and then like bring it back into their own life, you know, and then use it. And um, if art isn't doing that, then t- to me, it's like, well, what is it? Then what is it doing? Um, what, why are we doing it? Man, uh, can you just follow me around and like reinterpret my words whenever I talk? <laughs> I'm beautiful. I wow. could do that, but I would also just be pointing people to your art. So Ooh, you're, you're kind of already doing it. <laughs> I mean, I wish this was video so you could see the, the tear that I just shed. Oh, come on. I wish this was video too. I really, really do. Um, and hopefully when things, whatever, whatever we come to out because of all of this and through all of this, this meaning pandemic, right? everything that's gone on since and, you know, the, everything we're dealing with, um, hopefully we can add video, but, um, but also with voices like yours, it's kind of, uh, you, you get a lot like, you know, cause like we're, I don't know if you listen to podcasts, but yeah. what I love about podcasts is that we're right in the ear and um, it's, we get to uh, like, yeah. yeah, we get to make our own kind of visual images, which is fun. It's fun for me, wow. but yeah, but back to your art, dude. Okay. So mythology, <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. I also like mythology, but I like the mythology in the sense of if I get super excited about it, I'll read about one specific thing, but I don't like have a comprehensive um i don't have a comprehensive approach to it i just kind of am entertained by specific stories what what's your relationship to mythology um hmm, i well just growing up i was a i was an avid like fantasy reader and so that's just the the ultimate fantasy where it's like it's just like I was always into comic books and superheroes and here were these like there is this period where people where superheroes were just more than just like a fictional thing. They were like the reason the sun came out every morning, the reason, you know, crops grew and right, and right. the winters came and all that. So I just always it was just a natural, easy transition from like Hmm. Thinking Dragon Ball Z is pretty cool to like, well, Zeus is out here throwing lightning bolts, you know? Right, right. Yeah. It's, yeah, again, it's like you can, you can kind of think of it in many different ways. It's like tracing back 
kind of the current mythologies we have, like you said, Dragon Ball Z or mm-hmm. Avatar, whatever it is yeah. that you're like, yeah, Airbender, whatever it is, like you can kind of trace back these themes further and further and further back. And then it's almost like the the stakes get kind of really real really quickly. It's like, no, this God is not only in the sky throwing light out of his hands, but he's the reason that like we have light, which provides us with food. We yeah, need, we need it. It be, it becomes really real. It's not just entertaining. Do you do you find yourself reading? Like obviously, as a kid, you can get lost in stories, and then yeah. you know maybe you know I'm not going to assume, but for me, there was a point where I realized, oh right, this is this is fiction. Like I understand now that this is fiction. Santa Claus doesn't exist. The Tooth Fairy doesn't exist. <laughs> I hope I'm not spoilers I, yeah i should have said spoiler earlier but <laughs> but you know do you find yourself kind of having a weird opposite with mythology where you you read some of this and you're like i don't know like at least even from the the people's perspective at the time like maybe this it maybe this does make some sort of sense of like yeah i don't know i mean i think when you boil everything down like out of context it's it's all ridiculous you know like if if we were to talk to someone from like ancient greece and you know like they would learn about our lifestyle they'd be like oh so you just you just walk around and you just stare at this rectangle all day huh and um <laughs> you know like yeah. <laughs> you know like our, our life would would seem really <laughs> weird to them. it would be the exact same thing where it's like man you yeah. uh you heard about this this evil god uh they call him trump you know like right it's right. it's it's all the same so that's what i i hmm. i liked and and um yeah that's just that's just the that's where the fascination came from i think the first um like my first introduction was uh hercules from disney you know um watching that and you know like it's you know it's kind of the the old animated one right yeah yeah Yeah, it's amazing yeah and it's uh you know he's he's on the pegasus he's dealing with uh the the fate of life uh trying to get into mount olympus uh but then that's what i was interested as a kid but as i like was growing up i was like oh this is this is just a story about him growing up and you know like trying to fit in trying to get the girl trying to be accepted you know um this is just a story of life and that was where like i'm pretty sure the whole like obsession with this metaphor started yeah that's cool you know one thing that um kind of sparked my interest was just like you, you were saying something about how it's all the same um like who who's this evil god that we all serve it's trump and what's what is this or maybe even what is this weird, mysterious God we all serve, this black, um, almost sadomasochistic, like like self-reflecting mirror that we hold in our hands that yeah. can kind of it can be a it can be a reflection, it can be a mirror, but it can also show us whatever we want to see. Like uh, you know, even eight years ago, I wouldn't um recognize my own existence now. Yeah. Um, but like but also, I, it does make me curious. So now I think we live in a time of 
uh, of media manipulation, if not for like intended purposes, it's just because we live in a world where it is really hard to suss out all the details and like get through everything and come out the other side with a a bearing of what's actually going on. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I feel like there are just so many rooms where, you know, it's not like one room where a decision's being made there. There's multiple decisions being made all at once. And it's like not any one person can have an idea of what's going on, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, back in the day when you're worried about crops and you're worrying about your cattle, it seems like, it seems like the old mythologies, they have their power and it's rooted in, in, in the simplicity of trying to describe your reality or your world with words and images that you have. Whereas now what we're trying to do is we're trying to control the world that we think we understand. Mm, yeah. I, and what I think is cool about at least your art that I've seen is that it leaves room for interpretation where yeah. I don't think, I don't think like our, our media today, a lot of media today, it leaves room for interpretation. A lot of media has messaging. Um, and it's, there's this really fine line with art where you, you do as an artist want, you want to say something, but you don't want to pack your art with everything. You know, you want to leave room for the viewer or the listener to say something to themselves. Yeah. Like it's, you want to be, here's where I'm coming from, but what do you think? That, that's basically the whole dialogue where it's like, yeah, this is also what I think, but it's not the end all be all. Uh, come to your own conclusion. You know, it's not, I don't, right. I don't ever want to like uh, for, force things down people's throats. That's not the kind of stories that I want to tell. I don't think it's any, it's the stories that anyone wants to eat. But uh, <laughs> when, when, when you did first find art or if art found you, mm-hmm. um, whichever, whichever way you view it, or maybe it was a little bit of both, what were the first like, um, pieces? Uh, what, I guess, what was the first medium that you were using? Oh, man, here we go. <laughs> so, uh, so I grew up in Jamaica, um, not Jamaica, Queens, Jamaica, the island and um okay yeah and me and all my friends we were all interested in uh pokemon but um i think we all had like all my friends we had pretty strict parents so like spending money on pokemon cards was not like a thing that we were really gonna get so uh me and a couple of my friends we were you know always drawing and stuff like just drawing little like little stick figures little stories and then we just decided you know uh we have all these blank index cards that we're supposed to be using for studying but uh, (laughs) let's make our own pokemon cards and oh that's sick we straight up made like full-on like card decks for people we were just like giving them out like creating different pokemons yes yes uh, after a while, it got out of hand. I think Sonic the Hedgehog was in there. It got hard to keep track of. <laughs> but um, that was the first. Um, that was the first moment where it was like 
all like it, it went from like art to illustration where it was like mm-hmm. I was providing a service for other people where, where other people wanted art from me, but specifically like my take on it, you know? Uh, and that yeah, was, made, so yeah. I guess it would be pencil and, and colored pencil. Right. Right. Yeah, on index cards. So after that, I guess, first realization, maybe you didn't have it at the time, but in retrospect, like, um, what, what did you move to next? Did you, was there, was there ever a point where you were like, oh, I like doing this. I like making things for, if not other people, myself, and I want to try something other than pencils and paper. Uh, that didn't, it didn't change for a long time. Like I was pretty much mostly drawing and using color pencil until I came to America. Which was? Hmm. If you don't uh, mind. I think I was 13. Yeah. So, uh, that would be 2003. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah so uh yeah and then i i went to a, an arts high school edward r murrow right oh, here sick. in new york yeah and did uh, you like it i i loved it i that was where i first i first like like where professionalism came in hmm. art you know before it was like just in like, high school yeah uh, That's really, really impressive. Yeah, shout out to uh, Carlos Rosado, best art teacher. I don't know if he's still teaching it at uh, Murrow or whatever, but man, that guy, Mister. <laughs> what what made him great? He uh, he was just like he was like the the stern like school dad, you know, like like he cared so much about art, and he really got upset when you didn't care about it as much and so like i don't know like but he was also a very cool guy so going through class with him you just wanted his approval right and that Mm. meant you had to kind of like take art seriously you know and i remember you know like you show up class, uh you show up to class because like it was it was art school art school for like people that aren't really interested in in art seriously is like the blow off class like you know you know like you could take home like a c minus in art your mom will be like it's cool you know yeah 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 yeah. yeah. no one's getting in trouble for that but um, especially if you're you're like smart or you play a sport or you have another interest you know exactly and um yeah and he he was the first person that like kind of like shifted that for me like i i would come in late and he would he would like tell like this like this very dramatic story about being late you know like i remember i i I showed up late and you know most people are just like oh don't let it happen again and he was like have you ever seen mr holland's opus oh the message the overall message that keeps getting repeated is the importance of just showing up you know and if you don't show up who knows what kind of opportunities you're missing out on. And I'm like, whoa, damn, son. That is heavy. Damn. Like, I, I was I'm, late one day, dude. Yo, I was like, I'll never be late again. Man, yeah. I, <laughs> the you know what? Day I showed up early and like, was just like yeah. looking at him, like what you got to say now? Like, right. <laughs> and he just kind of yeah. like, 
looked at me and like walked off like man that's what you're supposed to do you know yeah yeah he's like all right thank exactly yeah like he's <laughs> that kind of guy you know sometimes i think that's needed because even if even if you're kind of saying it like as a slight with a joking tone or joking reflection mm-hmm. like it stu- it sticks with you like you can you're quoting him to this day which i oh, think yeah. is really cool yeah i i've had i had teachers like that like when i first um wanted to start studying music i realized like oh i want to like i want to sing you know and my first vocal coach or vocal teacher he was very very strict and i would show up to his you know every voice lesson nervous he was the the um director of the choir too and i it was like i was i felt like i was always being I was always being asked to care and asked to carry responsibility. Mm-hmm. And, and even, you know, in, even in high school, I think high school is actually a great time to start to feel that because yeah. if nothing else, you'll, you'll know like whether or not it's for you. Yeah. And, and if you feel like it's for you in high school, I think that what artists could benefit from today is like being taught the skills to, turn their passion into a, a, for lack of a better word, a profession and caring being on time is, is one of those things. Oh yeah. Time time management, you know, you can't only be in mythology books. You can't only be playing Pokemon. If you also want to make, if you want to make Pokemon. Man, uh, Mr. Rosado, is that you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) It might be. It might be. Man, that's that's how he would talk. Like he wasn't it, he would never like just do the assignment. Like that wasn't his thing. He was like I want you to care about the assignment. Like there would be times where I would turn in what I thought was good work and then he would be like man, this is crap. And I was like, "What?" Everyone else in the class would be like, "What?" And he would be like, "Yeah, man, like I think you can do better. Like this work right. by your standards is crap. And I was like, damn. Okay. Damn. Yeah. Okay. okay so I can look at your art. Mm-hmm. I can appreciate it. Thank you. I like it personally. Awesome. And, but I think all of that is irrelevant to this question that I want to ask you, which is what are you doing? Like when you have a blank canvas, <laughs> like <laughs> where do you start? What do you do? Like even if you have a solid idea, if, even if you're commissioned with like with a project that is specific, what are you doing? Where, where do you start? Where do you start? Um, hmm. Like the colors, the shapes, like in your head. Like, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm before, so fascinated. Before we get to like putting anything down, on on paper or on the computer it's it's all in in the head like usually as i just have a very active imagination so it's usually like if i'm doing client work if i'm like listening to the call or i'm reading the email for the first time of what they want i am already thinking like it's just like a story just happening in my head and i just try and like kind of like mold the story to fit what the client wants 
because uh, I think um, I think if I'm gonna be successful, I the only thing I can do the best is me. You know that mm. that's the no one can beat me at being me. So I think I try and start with my own story first, and then kind of like switch it around to to fit the client's needs. So it's every like we're both happy. The client gets what what they wanted. I was professional. Right. It serves right. the need because like illustration is the communication art. So it's always like accompanying something. You know, it's either like. A picture to go with the magazine article or a movie poster to go with the movie or a book cover to go with the book you know like there's always like something else so it's like i've met that uh i've i've like checked off that box and now i'm also like serving my needs because i think you know if if i didn't do that i think i would burn out you know yeah um this way it's it is always fun for me right well, one thing that immediately popped into my head was, oh, wow, a lot of words in there without, like, the words, like, compare. Like, you, you, you're never comparing or you're never competing mm-hmm. for ideas. It's always, like, a collaboration or you're bringing an idea and then what you said, you, you, you like, take it and you mold it closer to what their idea is. But you're always working from this internal place of, like, of you liking it first. Right. I think a lot of like, yeah, it may sound obvious, but like a lot of people may not approach projects in that way, um, especially if they're working for quote unquote for a client, you know? Gotcha. I th- so I think that I'm just saying, I think that's really, really cool. Oh, um, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's really, really cool. And, it, it wasn't, it wasn't always like this. Like I didn't, this wasn't like how I started off art. Um, before it, it it was like almost the opposite. I would want to fill the client's needs so much. Like just, I just wanted to please them, made sure they liked it, that my own ideas would kind of take a back seat. And it was just not, uh, right. it, it just wasn't as fun. I was like, man, is this the job that I really wanted? Like, maybe this is not, why is this not as fun as I thought it would be? And, but also it was like, I was growing as a man, so it was like, am I really like that comfortable with my own voice to where I would implement it in in this assignment, you know? And so, you know, over the years, you're like, man, you know, you start to like stop doubting yourself, you know, every once in a while, be like, you know what, Steven, you're pretty cool, man. You're pretty cool. And then that's when, you know, more and more, <laughs> like the last, you know, three or four years it was just like no i think i think i I want to say it this way i, I want to say it my way you know yeah it i do yeah. but it's also like that's one of the things where i don't know if it's easier said than done but i do think it's a it's one of those things where you can't do that until you're ready or or, or not even not even ready to do that as in like using your voice you you can't use your voice until you're ready to to try to use it. You know, right. it's like because yes. because that sounds to me at least like parts of that that are going to be scary. You know, if not using your voice, try, like learning how to use your voice is scary. Yeah. I, I had a moment where I was like working on some, uh, like a musical project and I showed it to a friend, 
And he basically was like, I like it. I like it. However, I'm reaching a point in my own process. He's speaking about himself. Mm -hmm. I'm quoting him. I'm paraphrasing. He was like, I'm reaching a point in my own process where, where if I'm not saying like something, like actually saying something like, yes, you can use metaphors. Yes, you can use imagery. But unless I'm not saying something that makes me feel like a little sweat on my palms or makes me feel an elevated heart rate, you know, if I'm not using my voice, then then I don't really want to write it. You know, I don't want to write music. Right. I'm like, whoa, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. And and because he he was it's like almost challenging me, but he yeah. wasn't put he wasn't knocking me down. He was just saying, I'm not even saying use my voice. I'm it's almost like use your voice. Yeah. And then and I was yeah, like, oh, what what is my voice? Yeah. It's in yeah. And then there's a lot of work, I think. Like that that kind of starts to become the work. I think actors or not actors, artists, they talk about the work as in like showing up for the gigs and like getting uh, building their quote unquote brand and getting a following. It's like, no, maybe the work is like using your voice. Oh my God. Yeah. Dude, I suck at all the other stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. Trying so hard, but like the, the brand and the social media posting is, ah, uh, man, I need an agent. <laughs> right and right but part of me is like is that it though like is is that it though is like is that the work or is the work the work and then that's something else that we've attached to it yeah that's i think the work is the work and then the business stuff is just just a product of the times you know are you into it do you personally like the business end of things i don't yeah okay you don't yeah i really don't like I, I get excited for it. Um, like especially with things that are, um, like I started, for instance, LFA, looking for artists, is produced yeah. by Rock Rising, a media production company. Um, and it's a team of people. And one thing that's cool is like with that team, we can work together to elevate, um, you know, our initial vision of things, even to the, even to like the marketing end of things. So it's cool to be yeah. like. It's cool to see that because I can get excited for it because it's still coming from like me, but I'm not bearing the front load of it all. And when like I had agents, I guess, when I was pursuing acting in a, in a strict sense. Right. And one thing that that's weird about that is like they're just taking a percentage and I guess they're getting me in the room, but they're not like really doing any of the work. Right. And it's like, I don't know, especially now in this weird post COVID time, like are, are agents really needed or, or can we kind of work stronger at, uh, with, uh, with ourselves, first of all, using our own voice. And then second of all, building a team with the people we know around us. Um, wow. Yes. Yes. You know, yeah. uh, especially the last part, building a team with the people around us. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that is um I'm pretty sure that's where my future is and that's where I would be excited about the 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 business elements cuz um I have uh oh man I mean we I became on I came on this podcast because of work that I did with Brittany and that was awesome and you know she gave me a lot of 
creative freedom. Uh, and I think that was in part to already kind of knowing me as a person and, and knowing my art. So it was like my, my style, my voice fit her project. So there really wasn't any, you know, like she gave me some direction, but she was very good about the way she, you know, was like, this is direction I want to go in, but that's, that's as far as I'll take you. No real specific. <laughs> You know, she was, right. she was she was very good at, at guiding, which is like a very important skill for an art director. You know, you don't want to be too overbearing, you know. Um, right. And just coming right. from uh, um, from college, uh, I went to Savannah College of Art and Design and I ended Scad. up. Yes, sir. <clears throat> but uh, I ended up linking up with like making like really good friends and they were friends first. Like I really like these, these people as people. And then just later on when we all turned professional, I was like, Oh my God, you guys are all dope at what you do. And, um, and we just happened to be like really close friends. Like, uh, these guys I'm talking about are like my brothers, you know? Right. Um, and it's, you know, we, um, where I feel like we haven't done it yet, but we're we're like slowly building towards collaboration together as we like build our skills and our network. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's so exciting. I mean, because that that's what it's about. Oh yeah, that's what it's about. I mean, I I, just, at least... real quick, I know like I'm supposed to be talking about myself, but I just want to say these guys' names. Um, Talk about whatever you want. All right. I appreciate that. All right. So Jordan Lyle, uh, my brother from Jamaica, he, uh, in addition to being like a great art director, designer, um, animator, motion media specialist, he also has a um, a clothing brand called For the Culture Club. uh, And it's all about where where, uh, people of color, can sort of feel free to express themselves you know he has he has a a pin and it's like my favorite thing of his and it says you know best worn proudly you know be proud of where you be proud of where you come from be proud of who you are it's a great brand uh and i love that yeah that's uh, so strong best worn proudly yeah man it's it's great he's a cool guy uh travis vargas graphic designer uh and great photographer uh sakani solomon people might like he might be the most famous one out of all of us he's um man motion media like genius uh bartavius weaver branding specialist uh man and graham reed uh over there basically basically running snapchat uh yeah these guys are great i'm gonna have to listen back because I tried to, yeah, I tried to um, Google along and I got so distracted by the first one. Oh, I was sorry. like, this, I need every single piece of merch that I see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like need it. Not even want it. Like, and I was like, oh, face mask. Great. I need a face mask. Yeah. It's so beautiful. I mean, your art is beautiful. Um, we, for the past few minutes, um, we've had sequential pulled up hmm. from your website. Oh, Yeah. I'm steering it right back to your website because I'm going to listen back and, and look up those guys. So thanks for sharing them. But yeah, um, sequential on your website, dude, 
Do you know what the one, the one I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, I want to, I want to get back to that. I, I want to talk about that, but then I, I also want to talk about all those guys that you listed. So real quick, I want to, mm, I don't know which one to talk about. It's like I want to I want to talk about sequential real quick, and then I, uh, can we come back to all those dudes? Oh yeah, no, because then because no. then I really That's have great. like, okay, cool. Because like after that, I I really only have a few questions that I have, and then we can talk about whatever you want. But sequential is like it's tugging at me. Yeah. So um, first of all, because this kind of leads into a couple questions I had, like SCAD. That's really awesome. I. I was really, really interested. I was more interested in um, visual art than I was good at it. But when I was like entertaining what schools to look at, I looked at SCAD and I like went to their website. I looked at their campus and I, I started to get a portfolio together. But my life kind of led me to the stage and like people were kind of encouraging me to do that and telling me to do that. So like, but SCAD, that's, incredibly awesome so the fact that you like have a community of people that you found that that are your friends and then and then you also look around and you're like oh you guys are doing dope shit yeah and you're you're also good at what you do yeah. like that is the dream because I, I you know not this is kind of a a poor metaphor but um a lot of the times i look at celebrity couples and i'm like oh of course you would you would marry like of course you guys would get together and associate it's like but at the same time like for instance Kim and Kanye like who else would understand someone else on this planet more than the yeah. other with the with the type of life that they lead it's and it's like and and I think that you know you can use that metaphor with celebs like Kim and Kanye or you can use that metaphor with artists and regardless of whether or not you're going to marry any of these artists, I think it's important to have a community <laughs> of people that, that understand you and like that you can share what you make with and maybe even make stuff together with. Like you can yeah. make art babies with these friends. And it's like, yeah, you can be good at what you do and get paid for what you do. But to do it with people that you love, like that's what it's all about. And that's that is that so that's amazing and i want to get to kind of like um if you if you could give them not only just a shout out by name but like maybe a quick little quip about each of them uh that would be fun but first i want to talk about sequential because to me it's actually touching on a lot of these things oh yeah um get into it yeah so okay so i am currently working on a project that's for kids that can be performed by people of all ages, but it's a musical that I started in high school. Speaking of high school and speaking of school, um, it's a musical I started in high school um, for a senior project. And it's all about like, fun, funnily enough, it's about a kid who moves schools and has a hard time fitting in until, drum roll please, he learns how to use his own voice. Damn right and in doing so he he boosts other people's signals oh my god we did not plan this no we did not plan this he sparks collaboration with, with his friends Talk both, about both newly made and then he also makes friends through this collaboration so i think it's really cool now sequential to me it 
looks pretty. It's evidently a, a kid in school. And and he's looking, you know, he's sitting at a desk with a paper, and all the colors around this kid are bland, not in the sense of your choice, but the colors themselves, the the color scheme is they're they're very related to each other, like on on a spectrum, like beige, tan, brownish type of colors. And then the kid's shirt is sticking out. It's like a beautiful, bright pink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and he's looking up. Actually, can you scroll up just a little bit? He's yeah. So he's sitting in class amongst his peers or her peers. I, I'm assuming his because it just kind of looks like a bo- a little boy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. With a yeah, and and his peers are all gray. The teacher's grayed out. It looks very drone and monotone. He's looking. <laughs> yes, dude. He's looking at the clock, which is two p.m. It's like almost. It's like late in the day. It's almost school, school's almost over. Yeah. But this kid, what what's so interesting is that this kid doesn't look boring. He doesn't look full of color, and he's looking at the clock as if he's waiting, you know, to get out to do the things that he is normally doing, the things that he's encouraged not to do while right. at school, um, aka. Uh, you know, at least for me, when I heard that final bell, I was like, it's time to be me or, or for even recess. Yeah. There's, there's a, there's a song. I mean, I guess now the whole musical is taking place on the playground, but when I first wrote it, there was a song that took place on the playground and it was all about playing. And I, at the time it was a, it was like a sadder song and it was like this kid, where it used to be a time of celebration, he's now playing by himself. But I think that there is something special about that time in school where, yes, school is, it can be great for a lot of kids. And you can have a good experience there. But there, there's also a moment where, like, after school, where you can be you yeah. and you're with your friends. And I really, really like that. This piece makes me think of that. I really like the colors. Um, but I kind of want to, ask you what it's about um and and then and then also then we can get back to your friends because i also really want to hear more about them but sequential is amazing (laughs) what is it about if you're interested you can look it up and not rely on my poorly um described version of it yes um it's uh s davis illustration.com uh forward slash sequential um it's uh so sequential is just i just didn't want to put like comic books so i was like "Mm, let me be cool and put sequential instead really Uh, yeah but the name (laughs) (laughs) the name of the actual like comic it's called fondly not well uh it was written by a guy named dave tomaine and he hired me to be the artist and so this is what we're. So it's doing. from it's from a comic. Yes. Oh, cool. Yes. Um, but this so this is just it before like all the speech bubbles are put in. Uh, Whoa. But because uh, I before I kinda, he's use, before the kid is using his voice. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm kidding. I'm just trying <laughs> exactly. to. <pause> it. <laughs> 
um but yeah so it's it's going back to what we're talking about about like i liked it better without the speech bubbles because it's suggesting like yes you're seeing what i drew but what the story is and what you came up with are two completely different things but like Hmm. what you came up with was important to you uh but this the story is about um it's about memory it's about this kid who you know he lost his parents um really early on in a car crash and so he's it's it's kind of this catch-22 where he's like the memory of having parents and like losing them in this tragic way hurts but what hurts uh equally or if not so more is the fact that he is he can't really remember what his parents look like anymore like it's becoming like you know, like it's it's time has is is progressing, and as the days goes by, he's like, man, I it's been a long time, I'm starting to forget them. So when we wanted to tell this story of him, it the story goes on where he like meets a guy who wants to take the memories away from him, and he has to like face this dilemma. But um, uh, Dave was also a great art director that gave me a lot of creative freedom on this, and mm. so we decided to use color and um and details um as a visual metaphor for memory so the reason why he's in that classroom and all his peers are grayed out is because it's his memory and he's not thinking about them in that moment his his mind is preoccupied so things that you know like aren't important to him are are gray and dull uh, that's why the colors are also so vivid. Like the classroom is is yellow orange because I think that's how our memory works. Where it's like he remembers it's a it's a summer day, so things just look a little bit warmer, and, like almost sepia. Yeah, exactly. Heavy sepia. Yeah, and I love the desk is like floating. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's it's funny you say the thing about detail because like. When you zoom in on the clock, there's a lot of stuff going on in there. Yeah. It's it's easy to say it's a pink clock, but it's like, oh no, it's it's actually a lot more than that. Yeah, and it's like there things things appear normal. Like when you first look at this page, it looks like, oh, it's it's a classroom, but then you realize like, oh, the desks are kind of floating. You know, like things right. are just I I it was sort of like my interpretation of what it would be like to go into someone's memory and see how they're interpreting things where of course everything makes sense to them but from the outside looking in you're like yeah it really happened this way it's more it's more of a memory of their feeling yes unless a memory of like the the what was going on yeah so as the story progresses you notice like color shifts when he's starting to feel scared i use a, a certain color palette you know when he looks at his aunt she is depicted, you know, very warm because he has fond memories of her. And mm. then when he looks at the guy trying to take his memories, he almost looks like a demon. You know, I, I drew him a little bit more sinister. The lighting was always like very sort of menacing whenever like I had to draw him in a panel. And so that's I had so much fun with this project. It's incredible, dude. I thank you. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, to go back to those the list of homies. Yeah. Is there I mean is there anything else you you, you would want to like shout out to them if I mean since you brought them up? 
other than the fact that they're amazing? Um, well, like why I, the why those dudes? Well, because they, I feel like I would have admired them even if we had never met. You know, like had mm-hmm. I just, you know, someone suggested like, oh, I think you might like uh, Graham Reed's work or Travis Vargas's work. You know, I yeah. I would be in awe of these these people. Sometimes, you know, like I'm looking at all our work and I'm like, man, I can't believe we're friends. Like, man, I'm right. I'm so right. lucky. You know, like it's it's nice that I can be friends, but then also like take myself out of the situation and just be very appreciative of yeah them and what they do. And they like all of them, like they hold themselves very well. Um, you know, uh, Sakani and uh, Jordan have um have always like sought to like give back sakani does a lot of work trying to get uh, he's from trinidad well he's from tobago but we're gonna say trinidad and tobago and uh he puts a lot of effort into making sure that he can share motion media with people back home you know like because mm. a lot of us you know i just kind of like stumbled into to art school you know like uh Edward R. Murrow, it was like pretty big on the arts and some SCAD recruiters came in and like showed a, showed a, a video. And um, I was like, oh, people do art as like a career. But it was, that was the first time, like when I was a junior in high school, where I first realized that like me as like a, a black man could do this, you know, like. I, I didn't have to be, I didn't have to rap. I didn't have to like, you know, yeah. do the traditional, you know, like doctor or, or engineer uh, that they kind of like want a lot of like immigrant kids to do. Uh, mm-hmm. We're pushed into those professions. Um, you know, it was, it was like, had I not been in class that one day, I like, it could have been like a vastly different story. And I think that was, that was the case for all of us. And so it's it's really nice that uh, both uh, Jordan Lyle and Sakani Solomon are like trying to put in, in the effort to like give back to the community. I know Travis does some uh, some mentoring too. I don't know if it's, it's probably taken a hit since uh, COVID started, but he does that stuff too. Uh, Graham just became a father and I'm really sort of like, he's now like drawing his son a lot. And it's great to see like how your life can influence your art. Um, just, you know, from knowing oh, yeah. and, and seeing him evolve over the years, you know, like I, uh, I just can't say enough good things about these guys. That's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, it's, it's funny that you mentioned them. And then when I asked why you kind of, I mean, that explanation that you just gave, cause there was a, um, a question that I kind of, started asking people on this show, which was like, if you could make a Rushmore of the, of, you know, artists that inspire you, maybe not the greatest artists of all times, but just of artists that inspire you and that have kind of put you or, or helped put you where you are today Mm -hmm. in terms of motivation, you know, or relationship, whatever it is. So I think it's cool because like, even if, not all those dudes make your rush more. I think it's cool when your friends can, or when your, your friends are your yeah. rush more. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a rare moment where you can separate yourself from the situation and realize that, Oh, not only are these my friends, 
but my friends are insanely talented because I think it's easy to find people that you're attracted to because of their talent and become good friends with. I think it's also easy to become really good friends with people and then realize that they're not very talented at what they like to do. Like, you know, it's, and you still love them. They're your friends, but at least for me, it's rare that I find friends that I love that are my friends and they're and it's like they're they're talented like at what they do granted i do know a lot of talented people that are my friends i'm just saying i do think it's a rare scenario man your Um, friends beat you up after they listen to this they're like no no no, it's like (laughs) i i kind of yeah it's like i don't mean that in a negative way it's just like not a lot of people are reaching to do weird things all the time you know it's like yes i I guess i'm talking more in like um in a weird art like not even artistic but almost like um what's it called entrepreneurial sense like oh yeah i I know what you mean i'm just i was just having some fun with you (laughs) okay good because it because at the same time like yeah i'm gonna every friend that i'm talking to I'll be, I'll try to be straight up. Like, you know, if I'll, if I'm slacking, I want my friends to keep me in line. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that's cool about the community. And I guess the friends that you do have that you stick around with, it's, if you have the tough conversations with, if you are honest with them, they're either, they're either going to get better at what they do or, or you're just not going to tell them. And it's just not going to, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. I guess what I'm trying to say is it doesn't matter, but it is rare to have that um, sync up for, for, I think for a lot of people. Oh yeah. Um, they, they tell me the truth. We, uh, we have right. a group chat and, um, because there's, you know, there's five or six of us at some, like, no matter what time I post, someone is awake to to see what I wrote, mm-hmm. uh, you know, cause like some people on the, on the West coast, you know, we're not all in the same place. And, um, you know, so if I'm like up late working on a project and I'm like, ah, it's it's there, but it's like there's something missing. I'll like just drop a JPEG in there and ask like ask for a critique. And and sometimes, you know, I'm thinking like, oh, just one or two tweaks. And they like come with the paragraphs like, man, yeah, you dude. Know, this and fix this. I'm like, you know what? Uh, you know, like screw you. Yeah. I don't know if I can yeah, yeah. on this or not. <laughs> Oh, you can, you can. Uh, yeah, I was like, fuck you guys. Come on now. Right, but right. you know that, you know, they want the best for you. And, you know, like when I do like take their advice, I'm like, man, it really did come on a lot better, you know. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. great because I, I respect them so much to where it's like I respect their opinion. I respect the critique. And so it's it's just nice that they give me, you know, even though we're friends, they can not lie to me and be like, man, I don't think right. it's working. You can kind of like do it this way, you know? Right. Yeah. I've, I've had a couple moments lately where I sent it. It's either a member on the team or someone I'm working with. And I'm like, Hey, what, what do you think? Like just thoughts. And they're like, actually this, this, and this. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. And the reason I'm like, wow, is not because I disagree, but it's because like, I respect you as a person. Mm-hmm. You're also good at what you do. And like, and it's so it's like it's really really i think it's really important to have those types of people in your life yeah in large part that's kind of why the team started this podcast is because you know 
one one of my biggest things is I want to have my art be a good balance of form meeting function. And if there's anyone out there listening to this podcast where they can take something and and they can hear something that was intended, you know, for them to hear for themselves, you know, in a way where it's like, it's not what you may be saying, or it's not what I may be saying, but it's what they're hearing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, if, if I can open the door for moments like that to happen um, with the help of guests like you, then that to me is like a success. Wow. Um, that is all. Awesome. Yeah, dude. Because it, I think what all of us are doing, us being artists, I think it's important and I think the more that we can help each other develop this vocabulary and the more that we can build this meta community of people to keep us in check, I think the better we will be at what we're doing and we can kind of create this world that we're trying to draw out, you know, for ourselves. Yeah, um, it's funny. I uh, I started this project, uh, I don't know, maybe a month ago. Uh, it's, uh, it's just like, a just the Zodiac project. I was, I was looking for a way to sort of integrate, um, into integrate like, like blackness into everyday things. And just meaning mm-hmm. like it's, you buy like a picture frame and usually the default family is like, like a white family, you know? So until you like fill your picture frame with your own picture, it's like just this white family just kind of like hanging out at your house. Um, <laughs> or like, you know, like pictures of Jesus, they're always white, like, like just regular things. Like this is like a, just a small, subtle change of like, I wanted to make a you know, a series of Zodiac illustrations, you know, one for Libra, one for Aries, one for Sagittarius. Uh, And um, just have, just have them be black, you know, Uh, like nothing, nothing more, not a big statement, just like a subtle, like, if you want this print and, you know, like if you're a Libra uh, and, and, and you want to get this print and it's, you know, of like, uh, a black lady you you know even if you're not black you you and you like it you know you're like oh i'm a libra i want to put this up uh now now you know you just got some black people in your house you know it's yeah just like a very subtle like yeah at the yeah. end of the day we need more black people in pamphlets like we need more black pamphlets we need, we need more black um stock photos we yeah. do it's because like why not? Thing. Yeah, it's it's. Why are the, why is it mostly white? We need yeah. why why? Yeah, it doesn't make sense because it's like it. If you're saying it's a subtle thing, then why not just make the subtle change? Like, yeah, just, and I was having it. that dialogue with myself when I was making it because I knew eventually I was going to make prints of this and like sell them. Uh, so at first they might, they was, might go like hotcakes. Uh, I hope so. That's that's the idea. But Dude, um, it sounds really it sounds really I mean subtle, yes, but fun and engaging. Yeah. Um so but while I was making them, before I, I came up with the idea that they were all gonna be black, I had that dialogue with myself. I was like hmm. I was like, oh, man, I should make them black. And then I was like, oh, shit, are people going to want to buy these? Like, are non-black people going to want to buy these? And then I was like, man, that's dumb. Like, like, there's tons of, like, art 
featuring white people that like black people are like, man, this is cool. And they just have it in their house. Why wouldn't the opposite? I was like, man, why, why did I even think like that? That was so dumb. Right. And then I intentionally decided like, well, now I'm going to make all 12 of these black. (laughs) (laughs) We're here. (laughs) You one upping yourself. (laughs) It was almost as if I was like putting down like, my myself or like i just had like a it was like a very negative way to like view the world like well you know only black people want prints of black people in their house right. I was like you know what nah and if this right. doesn't sell i'll keep doing it till they do sell you know hell yeah man yeah thank you so much i mean i feel content to end it here nice. I, I mean you're you're welcome back on I I really appreciate your time and everything you've shared. Um, just for the listeners and for myself, could you share what your Instagram is and anything else that you might want people to follow your stuff on? Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so my website is sdavisillustration.com, S-D-A-V-I-S, illustration dot com and that there you can see the sequential we talked about um i don't know when this is gonna be released but if it's you know within like a week by the time this comes out the print shop should be up uh and i have uh i've already done virgo i'm working on libra uh and then there's a few other illustrations up there and then my instagram is sd like dog illustration sd dog illustration uh sd illustration sorry oh was did did there used to be a dog no no i was just saying d like dog so people didn't think i said like b or oh i got you sd okay sd illustration dude okay boom um thank you so much and i guess if there's nothing else that you want to say um, on the podcast, I have a maybe a closing question, and and then we can end it there. Of course, yeah. It's like not maybe not so much a question, but like a challenge. All right, you you down? Yeah, I'm down. All, All right, right, cool. So, I mean, just 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 to have fun. I maybe we could end it on you drawing us a digital um imprint or a digital image of like maybe how your day's going like a inspired by how your day's going inspired by this conversation i don't know just maybe a visual painting for us and we could just like end it there oh yeah i'll be down for that oh cool yeah however you see fit to to draw it for us and then uh you want me to just send it over to julia oh you're gonna actually make one yeah, what were you talking? Oh, about? oh, well, talking I, about? I mean, I mean, I would love that, but I mean, uh, I was meaning on the podcast, like y- using your voice to like starting with a blank canvas and oh, like whoa. guiding us through. Whoa! Holy yeah. Shit. Okay, here we go. Okay, let's do it. Um. Okay, so it's me and you. Uh, I'm putting you in this. We're sitting okay. at, at a desk, right? Uh, let's say we're on, well, this is a square canvas and we're in like the bottom left. We're just sitting at the same desk, uh, kind of like one of those like old school uh, Italian, like red and white checkered tablecloth, uh, single candle, and we're just chilling, right? Enjoying a beer, talking. 
there's like a podcast mic. Uh, and then as we're talking, uh, most of the canvas is still white, but there's like sketchy lines of all the things we've talked about, like a, a sketch of like, uh, you know, like my high school art teacher, Mr. Rosado, uh, about the, you know, maybe like a pamphlet. And on the front, there's like the musical you talked about on the playground, um, just all the things we've talked about in various stages of completion in the rest of the image. Boom. Like, whoa. I love that. Yeah. I, I feel like that place is very familiar. Nice. Nice. Thank you. Thank you for your painting. <laughs> You're welcome. I'll, yeah. uh, I'll, I'll and thank you. And thank you for the conversation. Oh yeah, uh, man, this was a lot of fun. I can't believe has it been an hour? Man, it's been an hour and ten minutes. Wow, uh, yeah. that flew by. I can't believe I talked that much. Yeah, and you know what? I was like actively reining it in because I'm just uh, I could go much longer, especially with people like you. So I mean, I'd love for you to come back on. Thank you so much, and um, I appreciate you. All right, man. Have a great day. Thanks. You too. Looking for Artists is a Rock Rising podcast. Learn more about us on Instagram at Rock Rising Inc. That's R-O-C-K-R-I-S-I-N-G-I-N-C. Looking for Artists is available anywhere you podcast.